The medical information and advice presented in this recording is derived from personal experience or research and not a medical professional. If you feel you are in need of a professional opinion, please seek out a local health care facility. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, angels and devils, and everything in between, welcome to Ask Bareth, where we strive to answer your cancer-related questions. Welcome, everyone. Today, I would like to discuss coping. Whether you're a patient, a caregiver, or concerned friend, it is an essential part of the cancer experience. Going through treatment is a monumental undertaking, and as such, the need to take a break every now and then is paramount not to being crushed beneath the weight of it all. There are a number of ways in which one can help alleviate the burden. One of the most effective methods we came to was what we like to call business as usual. Proceeding as often as the body is able, as though nothing had changed. As everything changes around you, having that anchor point of the mundane will help keep your head level throughout the chaos. Of course, the specter of loneliness is hard to shake when it feels like no one knows what you're going through. Thus, there are numerous support groups and patient activities held in hospitals and cancer centers to address this very issue. So if you ever find yourself in the crushing shadow of total isolation, it behooves you to check them out. Now, on to the questions. Why turn it into a game? Why not do what the rest of the cancer-fighting community does, and use fear for fundraising? This is a tale we've told numerous times, but it's one that bears repeating. As we were getting back to a state of health that was not teetering on the brink, we sought to help make the experience slightly more tolerable for others. It started with gift cards for children's cancer units and visits to Relay for Life and Light the Night events. But none of those were quite hitting the need in the right way. Now initially, Castles and Chemo started as a marathon session where a game would run for as long as donations came in, similar to those events that we attended. But trying to do anything for an extended period of time after nearly four consecutive years of chemotherapy is not advisable, and the idea eventually muted into the form it takes today. And as acerbic as this question is, it does bring up an interesting point. It's easy to turn to the effects of cancer as reason enough to donate. Just as well, you can completely forego the cancer itself and only mention it during a speech at whatever event you could be running. Very few are trying to educate without using guilt as a motivator. Next question. Hey Bereth. how are you going to handle explaining your experience surviving cancer with any future children? An interesting conundrum. Much of what you will find will be about the current diagnosis of the demon, and virtually nothing for past diagnoses. But if I were to think on the matter, it feels somewhat odd to bring it up unprompted. It'd certainly make for an awkward dinner conversation, that's for sure. I would think, therefore, that it's best left for the inevitable time when cancer comes up for the first time in their lives. Whether it's a friend, family member, or, blood forbid, there is a relapse. Take the time to contextualize cancer, explain your experience going through treatment, and show your offspring that it's not the death sentence many make it out to be. That's all the time we have for this episode. Thank you for your questions. Robot Voice, where can people submit their own questions? Go to castlesandchemo.org and click Ask Bereth. Thanks, Robot Voice. So until next time, 
May your blood flow with purpose. Ask Bareth is a production of Castles of Chemo Incorporated. The music is provided by BattleBards.com. To learn more about Castles and Chemo, or to donate, please visit castlesandchemo.org.